You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 175, a day in my life as an actor during a very busy audition season. Let's get started. My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Oh my god, did someone say audition season? It like hit me like a ton of bricks. It's only February 3rd and the month of January flew by. I am so surprised with the amount of auditions that are coming back live and in person all of a sudden very quickly. I can't lie to you though, I wish that they came back even sooner. It's kind of crazy that they're only starting to come back now and it's 2023. But as you guys know, I am a member of Actors' Equity Association, but I'm not actually on the council, so I can't really speak on behalf of meetings and people who are talking about the decisions behind why we haven't returned to in-person live auditions until very recent. What I can speak on is how awesome it's been this past year to have virtual auditions be the pre-screen to auditions and callbacks and future appointments. It's been really nice getting to spend time just auditioning from my home. And if the creative team is interested in me, moving a step further, possibly doing another audition on tape, maybe doing a Zoom audition. And if I am so lucky getting to have a call back in person with the creative team. I'm not going to lie. I'm on the side of that's awesome. And the reason why it's so cool for me and, and very accessible to me is because, as you all know, if you've listened to some of my recent episodes, I have a nine to five job. Yes, I am an actor with a nine to five job that has literally nothing to do with musical theater. And with auditions being so heavily virtual for this past year, it's been very easy for me to go to work and do what I do and then go home and film a self-tape if I have to. But let me tell you what's been happening recently. So not only am I filming self-tapes because of a self-submission that maybe I sent myself to uh, a creative team or a season and I've gotten an audition you know, request a self tape request. I also have my agent submitting me for things and getting me self tape requests. But then EPAs are coming back and ECCs are coming back. And if you're unfamiliar with what those are, they are auditions run by the union. If a theater is working with an equity contract, they are obligated to have very specific kinds of auditions or submission requests for union members. And if you go back and listen to just a few episodes where I talk about what the hell is happening with equity and and how auditions are coming back, you'll know that Things are still very up in the air. 
some things have changed. Rules have changed. Things are not going the same way that they went in 2019. And it's frustrating and disappointing to members and non-members alike because no one knows what the hell's going on. All I know is that equity auditions are slowly coming back. And that means audition season is here. And I'll speak on that from the perspective of someone who is starting now to go to equity auditions in person and also get more than the normal requests for uh, self-tapes. I typically say that quote-unquote audition season for the musical theater world, the professional musical theater world, runs around January through March, April. And the reason this is is because a lot of shows, a lot of uh, productions are done over the summer at various regional theaters. And those are the theaters that are looking in New York City and Chicago and LA for actors. And if these theaters are auditioning for their seasons happening in June, July, August, September, then they're going to be auditioning actors in January, February, and March so that they can prepare for the summer season. Hence why there are so many auditions popping up now. You have auditions for places like the Muni that do strictly summer shows. Then you have auditions popping up for theaters that run year-round, but their summer seasons are so important to be cast, especially by New York City actors and Chicago actors and L.A. actors. And so they have representatives going to these locations and auditioning actors. Now, I noticed that my last episode where I talk about my day in the life of an actor with a 9-to-5 job uh, really resonated with you guys. And I think that's because many of you might not know how this even works, right? You think to yourself, how do you have a steady, literally steady, like every single day, Monday through Friday, nine to five job, office job, not waiting tables or working retail, where the hour's a little bit more flexible. Uh, how do you do it? And it's, it's very, very hard. I can't tell you right now that it's easy I definitely can't lie to you. And what's even crazier is that I actually just booked a job that now will require me to rehearse for the next month during work hours. So that's kind of crazy. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more when I can about the details of that. But here's what I'm getting at today. So if you're someone who's listening to this and maybe you're working a retail job, or you're not working yet and you're looking for something, maybe an opportunity to keep you afloat while you are pursuing auditions and performing and all of that stuff. What I'm going to tell you is that I'm doing it right now. I'm going to work every morning. I'm sitting in my office at nine o'clock and I'm working hard from nine to five, give or take. I take lunch. <laughs> and then when I get home, I either rest for the night, I watch some TV, I binge, I have dinner with my sister, I call up my family, or more often than not, I keep working and I keep hustling. And we'll talk about that in a second. But let me walk you through the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep during this time, specifically during the month of January. So let me take you through one of the busiest days of my audition season so far. So on this day, I woke up probably around 6.15. And 
The reason why I woke up at 6.15, you guessed it, is because I got myself up and went to the gym. And my sister and I, what we're doing lately is we go to the gym and we do, I don't even know what it's called. Oh my God, dear help me. Uh, the, the 12, 3, 30 or 30, 3, 12. If you're, if you're listening to me right now, please help me and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, but it's when you go on the treadmill for 30 minutes and you walk on the, at the speed of three and you walk at an incline of 12. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard as shit. I'm not going to lie to you. It's actually really hard. And so far, I haven't even been able to get up to 12. I'm only able to get up to like nine. It's so hard. And not only that, but this is, remember, I'm taking you through one of the busiest days of my my month. But um, as of this moment, I'm not even able to do this because I sprained my ankle a little bit. So I'm kind of in the recovery mode, but I will be back to this. But let me go back to why I'm doing this. So I woke up at 6.15 and got my butt out of bed and walked to the gym. We left at 6.30. The gym's not that far away from us because we live in Hoboken, New Jersey. So it's like, you know, kind of lit where we can walk everywhere. Um, of course, when we were moving, that was really important to us was that we were able to feel like super safe and get to walk places and be close to things that we love to do. We get to the gym. We literally only spent 30 minutes there. And in the last like five minutes that we're there, we're already uh, online ordering Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So then we walk over to Dunkin' after we get done. And mind you, during my little walk uh, at on the treadmill at the gym, I'm watching, I think, I was watching um, like the end of, oh yeah, Sex Lives of College Girls. Great show. Um, I love like watching shows while I'm on the treadmill because it gives me an incentive to watch it, especially if I choose only to watch it when I'm on the treadmill. Just a little pro tip. Then uh, we order our coffees. I always get a cold brew because I'm that bitch. And I also, sorry, if there are any parents or kids listening to this right now, this is me just like super late at night talking to you guys like you're one of my besties, um, which you are. Uh, so I, I get my cold brew. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Literally the other day, it was like 10 degrees and I still got my cold brew. Walk home. And then once I got home, I took a shower and literally laid in my bed in my towel for like 15 minutes because I was so freaking tired. Finally got out of bed because I knew the clock was ticking and I didn't have a lot of time. And I made myself some food. Um, in the mornings, I like to make eggs because it's super easy and does and it, it you know keeps me full. Um, and my mom got us some avocados. So that was really nice getting to put some avocado in there. But I'm super basic. I don't really cook a lot. I take advantage of what I have, though. So I had some eggs and some avocado, which fueled me for the morning. And um, and then I got ready. And this was a day where I had an EPA at the end of the day. So this isn't even like the busiest of my life, right? I actually have a, um, some uh, a day coming up this week where I'm going to have a couple of EPAs during the morning before work, which is freaking nuts. Um, so this is just what I'm, I've experienced so far. Knowing that I have an audition later that day, an EPA at like 5.30 that day, I grab my, my big backpack that it's like a Vera Bradley backpack and I pack it with my lunch. So I brought like a turkey sandwich and some chips and my Diet Coke because I can't live without it. Um, put that in my little lunchbox in my backpack. And then in my backpack, I also have my laptop, my laptop chargers, my phone chargers, um, 
I put my, uh, I have a little microphone that I bring to work because um, if you didn't listen to any of my previous episodes, I probably should preface this by saying that I work in uh, in marketing and social media for a real estate company out here in Hoboken uh, as a part of Coldwell Banker. So um, a lot of what I do is like filming and editing and uploading and, and creating content and sharing it everywhere all the time, 24-7. So I actually have a little microphone that I got from Amazon that's super cool and it's portable and, and works great. I pack that. I pack a little snack with me, like a little kind bar, because I know I'm going to get hangry throughout the day. And then, of course, the most important for my audition later that day is my audition book, because if I'm going to an EPA, chances are I'm going to have to bring in my own choice of music. And I have done a crap ton of episodes on how to create an audition book. If you want a refresher, let me know. Send me a DM at Actor Aesthetic and I'll be happy to give you an updated one. Um, But in my audition book, I just have the basics. I have a couple of traditional musical theater songs, anything from 1940s to the 1960s Broadway. I have contemporary songs, anything from like the 1980s onwards. And then I have pop rock songs and all the genres that are in between country, R&B, 70s folk, 80s, you name it. And what's so great about having a really solid audition book is that you don't really need to change it up a lot. You don't have to bring new music. You don't have to learn new songs last minute. Because if you have all these put together, then you're good to go and you're actually ready for anything. That's why I think it's so important to have a really solid audition book. So once I throw everything in my bag that I need, I head out the door and it takes me about 15 minutes to walk to work and get my coffee. I like to order my coffee ahead at the gym, like I said earlier, but if I don't go to the gym beforehand, I will order my coffee and it's right across the street from my work, which is awesome. So I go there, grab my coffee, head into work. Now from nine to five, I'm hustling. My job is very half strategy, half creativity. So half of the time I'm strategizing what is going to be posted on all of our platforms on both the social media for the group that I'm a part of and then also for uh, my boss who I run as well. So I do all of their LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube stuff on both Jill's account who is my boss and also the Jill Biggs group. And just to give you some backstory as to what I'm doing and why, uh, social media is really important, I think, for any business, but particularly for real estate, because you want to, at the end of the day, work with someone that you trust and someone who's an expert at what they do. And I really do believe Jill and our team, they're, they're just some of the best of the best in the industry. And so I like to make sure that people online see that as well. So I am either marketing towards other sellers, people who are looking to sell their homes, other buyers, people are looking to buy a home or rent a home. And then lastly, other agents who are interested in joining our team. So half of my day is working on strategizing for that and making sure that I'm hitting all of those three pillars. And then the second half is really focused on the creativity. So uh, making all of these things out of scratch, making videos, making graphics, making Anything it is content related that's going to further our brand awareness and trust online. 
So there will be times like the entire day where I'm just constantly creating, creating, creating and batching content. I will sometimes be videoing our boss talking about different topics that buyers and sellers are really interested in and um, and also editing that all together. And that'll take up a really good chunk of my day. Even though I've gotten really good at getting efficient with it, it still is time consuming. So it's something that I'm constantly working on every day. Now, what I'm trying to do is schedule any audition that I have or callback or whatever towards the end of my day because that way I'm able to go to work for the majority of the day. And then if auditions are being held till six o'clock, I can schedule something at 540 knowing that my workday technically ends at five and I'm able to leave if if I have to a little bit early just to hit that audition. So if I am looking to schedule something, if it's not an appointment that I don't want to mess around with time-wise, if it's just an EPA or an ECC, I'll schedule it for 5.30, 5.40, whatever it is, the latest time available, if I can, because you guys know how signups work. So this one worked really well because this audition that I was going to was at 5.40, so I was able to leave a little bit before 5.00. Head to the bus stop. And so if you don't know Hoboken that well or Jersey City, um, it's just right across the water. So I'm able to take a bus that pulls up right outside of my office, to be honest, on Washington Street, one of the main roads in Hoboken. And that bus will take me to Port Authority in New York City. And so that's in Midtown Manhattan, which is great because most of my auditions happen in Midtown. This audition was happening at the Actors' Equity Building on 46th, and Port Authority takes you to 42nd, 41st. So I had to walk a little bit just to get on over there to 46th, but it's really like a 10-minute walk maximum if you're me and I walk slow. When I head up to the equity building, I make sure to have my Actors' Equity card. If you are not a member of Actors' Equity, you'll have to check in with the main lobby on the fourth floor. Uh, otherwise, you can take your card and go to the fourth floor, take the elevator up to that floor, and then hit the button that'll take you to the 16th floor, which is where all the auditions are held at the Actors' Equity building in New York City. Then the way EPAs and ECCs work, if you're going to uh, get there for your allotted time slot that you already signed up for online or in person in the morning, then you can just go ahead and get there, uh, I would say, 30 minutes max. They're requesting that you get there around when you have to sign in just so you can limit the amount of people that are there. And you have until, I believe it's 10 minutes before your time slot to sign in. So you have within 20 to 10 minutes to sign in for your time slot. So if I got there, my audition was at 540, I can start signing in at 520. And then, of course, signups close at 530. So it's like a really short little window of 10 minutes where you can sign in. So you want to make sure that you're there, you're settled, and you're ready to go. Because the equity monitors can take you in. Once you're signed in and signups are closed, they can take you in like 10 minutes before. So you want to make sure you are ready to go. So I usually don't like to go there with the clothes that I was already wearing unless it's like a super casual audition. Like if I'm going to wear a dress, I ain't wearing that dress to work. I will be taking that dress and putting it on there. And what's great about the equity building, at least in New York City, is that there is both a big bathroom and then also a changing room and then also a little like warm up room that you're not really supposed to be warming up vocally, but you can do a little dance warm up or physical warm up there or just check yourself out in those big mirrors. 
Once I'm all set and ready to go to check in, I make sure to bring over my headshot and resume stapled back to front and my equity card. I show that to the monitor and then I sit there and I make sure to sip on my water. I was told somewhere, maybe on YouTube or TikTok, that when you sip water, it like calms your nervous system. So lately what I've been doing is just like bringing my water actually into the audition room with me, even if I don't need it. If I'm doing like multiple things at a time, like multiple sides or songs, I like to take a sip of water in between to like reset. Then the official monitor will call you all up uh, when it's time to audition or at least stand online. I stand online. I have my um, my audition book ready to go. My little water bottle that I got from the Starbucks in Seattle. That like first Starbucks over the summer last year. I went to Alaska and um, it was a cruise to Alaska, and we flew out to Seattle for the day. And so we went to that cute little first Starbucks in the U.S. It was really awesome. I got a little water bottle from there, and it's like my favorite thing. So I bring my water bottle and my audition book, and I head inside. The audition takes literally like five minutes total for these EPAs unless they're like really running you through the ringer and they make you sing a lot of things. But at the end of the day, EPAs are very structured, so there's not a lot of time to mess around and do multiple things. So I go in, I sing my 32 bar cut. I say, thank you so much. And then when I'm leaving, I don't actually say it like that. That's really weird. When I'm leaving, once I leave the room, I make sure to take a picture. If there's, this is good for just generally any audition you go to. If there's any information outside with the monitor, make sure to take a picture of that. So at equity auditions, there's usually like a little piece of paper that says who was in the room and what they were looking for and if there's any information in terms of like casting. So take a picture of that because it's important to know who's in the room. Now, something that I've been doing way more frequently now than uh, during the pandemic, because there wasn't a lot going on, is keeping an audition journal. So something I want you to do right now is either A, make yourself a journal that talks about all of the auditions you have been to this year so far. It's only February, so you only have to log between January to now. And you log when the audition was, what the audition was for, the theater or producer, the casting director, who was actually in the room for your audition, what you wore, what you sang or prepared, and if there were any notes from that audition that the casting director or creative team gave you in the room. You can also, of course, note at the end whether or not you booked it or if you got a call back from the audition or if you never heard back. You can log that, too. I think that's important. And then that's it. And the reason why this is so vital for your journey is to be able to look back at all of this and see who you've been in the room for and what you sang and what worked and what didn't and if you got any notes. And it's important to document this journey for yourself and to look back at it so you can see where it is that you need to improve and see what you need to continue doing. Otherwise, you know, you can go to these auditions and just go to them and forget about them and continue on with your life. That's totally cool too. That's just another way to look at it. But for me, I like to do my audition, write it all down, leave it behind. And then when I do, you know, say I do get a call back or I do have to go back in for that same creative team, I know what worked the last time or what they already heard if they need something different. It's just another place to document all of this, especially after you've done a ton of auditions so that you have somewhere to look back at. 
And if you want the exact audition journal spreadsheet that I use, that template that I use, go ahead and go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash journal, and I will make sure to include that in the show notes as well. So my audition is done. I pack up all my things. I make sure to take that photo and then I head back out the door and I grab another bus to my home in Hoboken. The buses, if you catch them during the day, they run pretty frequently during the weekdays as well. So it's never really a problem catching a bus no matter what time it is. The bus there and back is $3 there, $3 back. So it's really cheap. It's like riding the subway, basically. I take the bus home and I'm back in Hoboken, where dreams are made of. And as you all know, I live with my sister, my younger sister, Taylor, and the rest of my night is usually consumed of catching up on anything else that I need to do for work, recording a podcast episode or two. That's if I'm feeling really ambitious, but usually after an audition, I just like to lay down and do something that doesn't use a lot of brain power, like, you know, just watch an episode of 90 Day Fiance with my sister or make dinner. That's it. I can't say that this life is easy. It's really, really hard, but I know from the goals that I set for myself this year, I, I want to do a lot. I want to achieve a lot. And I know many of you do too. And sometimes we just got to work really hard for it. For next week's episode, I'm excited because I will talk exactly about that day that I shared about earlier that's coming up. That day where I went to three auditions, my job, and then recorded a self-tape that night and how I did that all. I think it's doable. It's crazy, but it's doable. And if you're dreaming big this year, it's what you have to do. So if you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, I would really love it if you can rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you enjoy listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, feel free, hello, feel free to shoot me a DM at Maggie Barra or at Actor Aesthetic. Let me know what your heart desires and let's have a conversation about it. Until next week, it takes a village. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you.